0: Showtime. We're live. If I look a little tired, it's because I'm in Phoenix and it's 530 my time. I was gonna skip this this morning, but was up due to the time difference. It's 830 in Charleston. I'm just used to that. So here we are. I also think I have way better internet connection. I know. Yeah, first time in America. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's telling. But yeah, let's dive into it yesterday. What an ugly blood back of a day. It started off like the market was going to be pretty hot. I know Nike was a big part of the rally. And then Twitter with the upgrade, which ended up closing red after having a hu- or not red, but flat after that huge rally that it had. And yeah, I mean, dad, what what are your thoughts on yesterday as a whole? And well, I,
1: you know, I think that um the market is really nervous. And I think Jay Powell was talking about we need a fiscal policy out of Washington. And everyone knows it's not coming until after this election. So they're just kind of fed up with the, you know, the Washington talk. And that leads to selling and uh, things were kind of brittle coming in. So it looks like they wanted to take NASDAQ down a lot further. And they're doing it again today, but not as bad yet. But, um, One thing I heard is that there were hedge funds unwinding their dollar short. And at the same time they had the dollar short, they had a lot of different ETFs long, including the uh, gold ETFs and the equity ETFs. So that unwind is what created a lot of the selling, according to what I'm hearing so if you look at the dollar chart which i don't know what system you're on there but the move was
0: really pretty dramatic in the dollar the last day or two what what's it at right now because i know yesterday when the show ended we talked about how it was over 94 and how that might be kind of a crucial level for some selling in the market
1: yeah, it's up to 94.47. It's up small now, but it was up a, you know, a little bit more this morning. And um, on the day yesterday, it moved up from 94 to 94.40, which is a big move for the dollar. And if you think a couple of days ago, it was down at 92.75. So that's like a two, two and a half percent move in the dollar in a few days. That's
0: on, you know, that's a really large move. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, dad, I'm sure you could probably talk about because when I first started to connect the two, it didn't really make much sense. But when you think about it, a weaker dollar, unless it gets too weak, kind of causes some sort of rally in the market. Yeah. Yeah. And the same goes when the dollar starts to get too strong again, that might have something to do with literally just a rebalancing of what things are actually worth due to the dollar. Like I know we talked about this a lot, but if you look at a lot of the rally the market's had in general, since the pandemic has started, and you look at how far down the dollars come, there's definitely a correlation with just maybe the rally not being as strong as anyone ever really even thought it was. It was just making up for a weaker dollar.
1: Yeah. I mean, the dollar moved uh, 10% down. Now it's off the bottom by about two, two and a half percent. So, you know, it's a fair kind of uh, move given how much it was down. I would, I would think that the uh, dollar shorts will get on board at some point again because our policy as a country is to inflate, not deflate. But without a fiscal policy, people start thinking in their heads we're going into a recession and that becomes deflationary again. So even though the Fed wants inflation you know without more money coming into the system because of you know the problems we're in now um, the market is
0: perceiving deflation it makes sense and then to jump into some individual stocks i know before the show was talking we were talking about penn a little bit penn they are doing a stock offering which i think does not come as surprise to anybody when you have the run-up that penn has had you got to take advantage of it and do a stock offering and that's what they're doing and they also they also got a downgrade they also got downgrade and their stock is feeling it this morning i mean them and DraftKings, and obviously a lot of it just had to do with the market in general but you can see it at the way beginning of the day they both had really big midday reversals where they started up green at the way beginning of the day and then and then it all began and we've been talking about the fact that those two stocks have run up like crazy on this show so i don't think that sell-off came as any shock it's a it's a matter of how low they can go at this point
2: Way lower. I told you guys yesterday that
0: was going to start happening.
2: I'll be waiting to jump back on that, and it'll happen. They're going to keep dipping. I think, though, the positive, when you look at the data, I think a lot of this scare is about the virus uptick and the lockdowns in Europe. And when you actually look at the death rates, they've gone down considerably. And I read this piece this morning. This smart, one of these hedge fund guys was talking yesterday on CNBC about that, It's really a positive sign when you look at the data points on this. It's seasonality. Obviously, the flu season is coming with the weather turning. But the corona itself is, it seems like this was par for the course, is what he was saying. It's not alarming at all when you actually look at the deaths versus the cases. It'd be one thing if the deaths were just starting to skyrocket. They're not. They've gone considerably down. And i uh, i think most of this is really you know trump yesterday again saying like he did four years ago he wouldn't le- necessarily leave office because of the voting possible fraud that's a problem just that whole uncertainty with the election coming up scary yeah, i agree with that and there is i saw again last night protesters outside where i am in chelsea screaming midnight i was woken up people just chanting about that brianna taylor stuff this world, this country we're in right now, I think a lot of this has been plants outside of the US, you know, Russia, China, who knows, but that's the scary part about the market to me is that whole unrest in our country. The amount of people I see arguing with each other about just nonsensical crap, it's, it's alarming. I've never actually felt that unrest in 34 years on earth in America with people like
0: next level hating each other. Yeah, you make a lot of good points. And I also think, you know, when you think about how quickly the market sold off in February, but when it was taking the Congress a while to kind of get a stimulus package together, you know, I definitely think we're kind of back to that where the market expected stimulus weeks ago. And now maybe it's starting to try and come to terms with the fact that we might not get one at all.
2: Well, yeah. we're going to get one. It's just ridiculous. It shows how broken the system is where they're putting their own agendas above the American people. Yeah, um,
1: but they, They've always done that.
2: No, but it's now on a whole nother level. Like they're literally waiting for this election before they're even doing this. And it's, it's screwing up a lot of people. It's a lot but, of like, I
0: mean, but in saying that, and this is where it gets interesting here. I mean, all right. So the market clearly looks like it's trying to test new lows again here. But in saying that I'm looking at certain names and maybe it's still early and we'll see what happens. But I mean, Microsoft and don't get me wrong, it's down a lot, but it seems like maybe it's not testing the same lows that it was testing a week ago. And you can't say that with everybody, but I wonder if some of the bigger cap stocks and I woke up late, I wasn't able to like look at the stuff I normally do in the morning before we hop on here. But, I mean, dad, I'm sure you've been looking more, but are some of these stocks holding up above the lows that they were? when the Yeah, market- I mean, don't, th- you know, I get
1: up only a few minutes uh, early before the market mashup because don't forget, I'm only an hour later than you now. For sure. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, I think some of these stocks are still going
0: towards the lows from a week ago or two weeks ago. It wasn't that long ago, right? Yeah, like Microsoft looks like if that's the case, it's going to sell off another, you know, eight bucks. And then, uh,
1: yeah, then you got to see if it holds. I think there'll be people that will try to hold it there. But, um, you know, uh, you're right. Some of these stocks are acting better. But Tesla did a real head fake, if you think about it, it, because it came down hard and then rallied hard. And now it's come down hard again. So people are getting whipsawed in some of these names.
2: I'm getting close to buying Tesla. If it dips a bit more from where it's at here, I'm jumping on.
1: And NVIDIA is another
2: one. NVIDIA down to,
1: let me take a look at that chart.
2: NVIDIA I would hold off on because I'm seeing there's reports now that ARM deal could get held up because of China, where they're not at all on board with that deal. And it, that could really throw a wrench in the way that thing's been moving. Yeah, and right
1: now it's only trading five points above the
2: low from the other day. Yeah, so I'm not getting back is. in NVIDIA at these levels. I think it's due for more of a dip with where there's just too many unknowns with that deal that it ran up so hard after that news and yeah. now it might not even happen.
0: And let's yeah.
1: also be like two points away from the low from the other day. And Microsoft got down to 195, so it's three points away. So it's yet to be determined if these stocks go back down to the lows. They might add open. Right. And but Amazon, they- the same thing. So.
0: Yeah. And when you look at Tesla, I know we brought this up yesterday, yeah, sure, but it's definitely important to keep in mind the split. I mean, if you take away the split, stocks still trading over 1,500, which – like we said yesterday, is still, it's still really, really high up there. I mean, it just That's why I'm still not buying it.
1: Yeah, it got down to 330 in the last fall. So we'll have to see if it gets back down there again. How about Nikola? That thing collapsed and is much lower today. BP, oh, wow. BP walked away from uh, – I guess, a deal that they were working on off of all this
0: news with Nikola. So and when I heard about that yesterday, it sounded like they never even really had a deal. They just had discussions. Yeah, about- and they called off whatever they were working on. So that put more negative spin on this thing. Um,
1: and then somebody downgraded it today, um,
0: Wedbush, from a $45 price target to 15 Wow. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, I mean, clearly, there's a lot of people that think that that entire company is just fake. I'm, I'm one of them. So we'll yeah. see what happens there. I got killed on
2: steel yesterday. I bought X and thought I was getting in at a good point, and it just shit the bed.
1: Yeah, well, steel. You know,
2: until they go back to those names,
1: it's vicious.
2: Yeah. And I also, for the first time I got back in Zillow, I I got in and out of it and then got in it again on the dip thinking I was being smart. And for the first time ever with that stock, I'm down on the day considerably. I mean, obviously it's a swing trade, but I'm going to hold it. It was just interesting seeing how that thing like the rest of the market just kept testing new lows. And, you know, as you guys saw me again with the RSI, It's just interesting to really watch that. And you could see when the market is just taking a new leg down when the RSI, they were down on the day yesterday to seven, almost 18 at one point for the day. And then it moved up to like 30 something and the stock was like hovering and then kept going lower and you could just see it. I'm starting to really get a good feel for when the market is going to just shit the bed way more
0: like later. Yeah, I, know. I know we've talked about it before with the RSI, which for our viewers is the relative strength index. The biggest thing to really keep in mind there is you almost have to throw it out the window on days like yesterday. On days where the market's just tanking or days where it's like rallying, those indicators just go out the window because the RSI could just basically be at 20 for hours where you're thinking to yourself like, oh, the RSI is showing that this is completely oversold, which might mean that you're in for, you know, a 20 cent pop before another $2 drop off. It's on days like yesterday, it's just flush out But I was going to bring up Zillow because they did get over 100 yesterday. They continue to get more upgrades. Tonight. Yeah,
2: that's why and- I'm pumped. I went hard on them when they dipped back under that with what you guys were talking about with the sentiment. And I had kids hitting me up like, oh man, I got to get on that. The FOMO in our country, in our world, so real next level that I think that's a lot of that too, where people see that and they're like, oh man, I don't want to miss this when it gets to 200. So, you know, the problem is the flush outs.
1: And if you look at the uh, S&P chart, it was, you know, basically one sell order after another for about a good hour. And when that happens, it doesn't matter what's going on in the
2: individual stocks, because the indexes have basically taken over. But it's also great opportunities if you really love a company and a stock, and you want to get in it for the long run. Obviously, it depends what your agenda is. But Zillow, when you look at their chart, we've seen what's happened with them. They'll reach new highs, the market will pull back, they'll pull back, then they scream way higher. Had a, a good talk with Leon yesterday. As we know, we all know him well. He's a huge holder of theirs. He was like, Yeah, man,
0: I'm holding this till the day I die. This thing is just in its infancy. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big, I own a decent amount of Zillow, and I think there, there's a lot that they could do to evolve their business model. And that's why I like them a lot. You know, I think the movement, in so just to switch gears here, Twitter is super interesting because if you take away, the slide that the market had, which had nothing to do with Twitter, but they got caught up in it. They had quite the morning off of that upgrade, where you know the stock went from basically below forty all the way up to forty six eighty was the high of the day, and then it came all the way back down to where it's at now, and ended up closing flat on like where it opened, which was like forty five thirty four up. Uh, I mean, like to me, it's just a name that got caught up in the sell-off and is going to eventually go right back to where it was after the upgrade if the market gets in action again. But I I don't know when that's going to be. I mean, I kind of think we might be.
1: Yeah, it feels like it's not going to be a great opening.
2: but it could be a good time to buy today when you're, when everyone's uncertain, everyone's selling that, like, you know, we always talk about when you don't
0: feel like you want to just pull the trigger That's this that time, time. Definitely. I think today could be somewhat of a dramatic follow-up to yesterday with another huge sell-off just due to, you know, margin unwinding. I mean, yesterday could have put a lot of people in a tricky spot and, today, we might kind of see the after effects of that. Not to mention, you know, you got to think people are still trying to kind of get out of the hole that the last couple of weeks has presented. And then you throw yesterday in. if people started buying too quickly, you might get a whole other set of panic selling wave that happens today off of what happened yesterday. Not to mention now you got companies like Penn and DraftKings that are selling off big at open, which have a lot of the you know, Robin hood crowd in them.
2: It's scary to me, Dan. It's a great point you bring up there. Cause I know so many people too, that are so top heavy in those stocks where it's like their whole portfolio. And it just scares me because I hear that. And I'm just like, this is a trickle down effect. Someone's then my buddy. I know is going to today wake up and immediately sell a bunch of that. Just, and it's, I'm not saying that should be a smart thing to do. It's just that fear of, oh no, I own so much of this. What's going on here. And then on the days it's up great, it's like, oh man, I'm up huge. That's a lot of the world, how they think. And not saying it's not wise to only own a couple stocks if you're smart, but it can really bite you.
0: Yeah, I've always liked the Kevin O'Leary method where you never have a stock take up more than 5% of your portfolio. And if it starts to get too big, you trim it to get back down to 5%. I'm not saying I do that. I get it. It makes a lot of sense. I get
2: it, but I don't I am not a proponent <laughs> of that personally. That's not me.
1: Now, you want to look at a real interesting stock. I
2: don't know. Wait, before you know. say that, Dad, I think Kevin O'Leary, he's dead on. When we have Kevin O'Leary type of cash, I'm all about that game. I, I think that makes <laughs> a lot of sense when you're real paid. Yeah. No doubt about it. So, Punchin SPI,
1: Sam Peter Ivan. That was the stock
0: that went crazy yesterday. Yeah. Right?
1: This thing two days ago hit a low of 97 cents. It got to $46 and 67 cents yesterday and closed down around uh, 14
0: and it's trading at 21 now. Um, All right. So I, I was kind of following them a little before I had to leave yesterday. I'm going to bring them up on here what caused the pop because i didn't
1: realize the pop pop was because they announced they were going to get into the electric car business are you serious yeah something to do with electric cars then i apparently there's a big short interest in the stock and the shorts got squeezed and that's a classic look of a short squeeze when it ran up like that how do we not own this and you know Obviously, it hit a level where it didn't matter. And then it fell, like, you know, all the way back down. And it was panic selling. And now it's up again. It's crazy. Yeah, that's
0: where I continue to go back to, you know, everyone kept saying, like, oh, you know, this market needs to flush out all the Robinhood people, blah, blah, blah. It happens every day in situations like this, where if you bought this stock at this point, call it, you know, 33, I mean, you're, well, I guess this morning, no, you're you're just completely underwater. Yeah. There's so many people that clearly did that. I mean, you could see all the volume from the 33 up into that mid 40 range. And then all that money went out the window. That just is what, that's what this market's all about is people chase momentum. The momentum rides up and then just comes piling back down. It seems to happen daily with different companies.
1: And it's impossible to know where the high is. Like when this thing I, I guess mid morning hit nine or nine and a quarter and started to sell off. It looked like it was over and, you know, I don't know how anybody could hold it through that. And then it takes off and goes up another
0: 500%. It's really bizarre. It really is. I mean, I feel like we almost have to go over some big cap levels here. Cause I think we got to do a little bit of buying on days like today and, Dad, you've always been good about this. We did it We week, but before the day even opens, do you have some levels that you're marking down here? for? Yeah, well, you know, the levels really haven't changed that much from when we
1: were looking at it, you know, a week, two weeks ago. Um, but if you look at the – I still like to look at the 200 and the 50-day, and you're well, you're well through the 50-day on most of these tech stocks. And the the next level is the 200-day. I think it makes sense to think that a lot of these stocks will make a stand there.
2: And Uh, yeah, the optimist in me with this is saying, you know, with how much tech ran up with the rest of the market not running up the last few months, maybe this is not the worst thing in the world, the way NASDAQ has fallen. I know for a while, Dan, your target was 12,000 there. It's dipped quite substantially. And I, I think overall... It's not necessarily a bad thing.
1: No, I, I, I agree with you, Mike. And uh, I yeah, th- I think I actually, uh, I like
2: seeing this. I was starting to get worried with that run up with where Apple was going a few weeks ago. In my head, I was like, this is going to just be a disaster if we don't see a sell off. Yeah, so, Apple is still 400 and change. Yeah. So I don't think this is, you know, think about where we were with the world in the beginning of March. <laughs> I mean, we were on the verge of a depression. And the way this thing ran up, people could call it a super V, a V, whatever. The reality is it ran up too much. Any way you spin it off of a lot of speculation, best case scenarios. And now we have natural turmoil, which we knew was coming. We've told our viewers election season. We're 40 days away from the election. And there's going to be a lot of volatility coming up here. That's just, there's too many unknowns until we have clarity on the unknowns you're going to see a lot of ups
0: and downs and there'll be good days for sure. I was but- going to say, speaking of unknown, our viewers clearly, and we didn't do it either. Maybe I will today just for to dabble, but we all missed the chance on the Amazon put that we brought up on the show for the 3750 for about six months out. That would have gone up like a rocket ship the last three days until yesterday. Now it would have been right back down, but hopefully if we were smart, we would have closed out of it before yesterday today that put option is in play all over again
2: well yeah i think anytime like it's a great as hard as it is when the market is selling off like crazy that's when you get the best bang for your buck on long-term puts where people you know you're able to make sense of it as long as you the market then has a pop and then you get out of it damn we used to play that game a lot where right and
1: remember you're talk we're talking about selling puts not selling puts um that's how mark cuban gets into the market he waits for big down days like uh yesterday and today and sells puts does
0: right. he sell puts into the money or does he sell puts even lower i don't know i don't know i think he sells puts like in the conservative way like we did at the beginning which for him makes the most sense obviously right. where like and what that means for our viewers is like you look at amazon and let's say amazon right now is at 2960 Cuban might sell puts for 27. I know I'm saying 37 because that's going to pay a lot more with the premium where if Amazon is above 37, you're not buying it. He'll do it with 27 where Amazon needs to come down another 10% for him to then have to buy the stock. And if not, he's just collecting premium. So it's a strategy that makes a ton of sense. I used to do it all the time. Same, same with Mike. The one thing that sucks about the strategy, in addition to constantly having a the taxes on the gains is you miss out on big runs a lot of the time. So like I, I, that's how I played match and made good money on the put options, but also missed the move from essentially 18 to 120. And so, you know, there's, it's a double edged sword with that stuff.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And, um, you know the way he probably plays it is he looks at the 200 day like you said 2700 2730 is the 200 day on amazon right now and 25. yeah that's what it shows on my chart um so he might want to sell the 2730 put which gets him in the stock right on the 200 day if it if it actually did
2: fall hard
1: yeah, he feels comfortable owning it at a level like
2: that. Is BP yeah. going to go to zero? Like, when is this stock going to, literally, it's like a joke. Yeah, these uh, energy stocks in general have been a disaster. I'm, I'm going to probably just take losses on this end of the year and get the hell out of this thing. I hate BP. I'm annoyed I ever even touched it. Like, what a shit company. It's actually up today, isn't it? To, uh, yeah, like nothing. I've I mean, never been like, more disgusted with a stock in my life, honestly. The thing to
0: keep in mind with BP is they're holding their dividend in check. Like at some point, that stock is probably going to go
2: Yeah, it's they're holding their dividend in check. What is well, that? The is going? In I just don't. What are their whole clean energy thing? Like, Are they really even in that? Or is this just a marketing ploy to try to save them? No,
1: they're they're in it. It's just the
0: amount
2: well, yeah. of energy. It's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? When when can we see any type of life with these guys? Oh, like, no, there it's there an oxymoron
0: chance? to an extent. Like, is there a chance that the energy sector is not popular because people just think that Elon Musk is the only way to you know, play the future of the world? Yeah. yeah. but let's be real. Like, that's just not true. Well,
1: so, like,
2: it's funny that BP was trying to do a deal with Nikola, obviously. Yeah. It shows how way off the path that they've just, they can't get anything right since that oil spill. I feel like they're now. No, they weren't it. involved. In UCLA, so that was a good thing. They should work with Dell. Maybe we should have BP get into food delivery. Dad, what's the yeah. shaking of the head
0: there? Because Every it, time I bring up our brand, you shake well, your head. It's, yeah, the because on just, the planet. it's a stock market talking show. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I don't about. care. It's my life. <laughs> way more of a priority than the stock market. I can tell you that. Yeah. But just like for what we're doing with this show, it's about, yeah, regardless. So, I mean, to wrap it up, we got three minutes left here. Are you guys doing anything in the market today? I have some shorts open that I'm, I've already covered most of them, but I still have more work to do on that front. And then. I'm not
2: doing anything today. We're launching tomorrow, a new market.
1: I'm I'm noticing uh, 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 Goldman Sachs is actually up right now. I don't know if there's specific news there. Um, And it looks like um, the banks are down just minor. So that's interesting to me because that would indicate that things aren't as
0: bad as the market looks. Um, Let's see where Citibank is. One stock on my entire watch list, which has all kinds of names on it that's green right now, is Waiter. (laughs) Screw them.
2: (laughs) I hope that company goes under.
1: I, I'm really uh, interested that banks are flat to up small. That, to me, is a good sign for the market.
0: Whether it stays like that, I don't know. Yeah, and hopefully Ford gets back in action because that stock's right back down to its recent lows of like 666 area. Yeah, they're
2: good at doing that. Yeah, the
0: cyclicals
1: got hit really hard. and um, They
0: always get hit hard
2: on sell-offs because they, they
1: They do. Yeah. I mean, look at Boeing. It's down to 150.
2: Yeah, Yeah. any old school
0: name is just, you know, they're kind of dead in the water. But, like, when you look at a Boeing, they're not under as much pressure as any of these tech names. To me, like, that's almost where you want to put your money right now because it seems like technology is where all the pressure is. And earnings season is right around the corner here. So... People
1: are thinking about that also. So we'll have to see how the early ones come out. And I don't know how the comparisons are for this quarter. Shelly. Well, buckle Shelly. up, everyone. Yeah, Be sure. careful out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Be careful out there. <laughs>